You're listening to 88.9 WDBM. This is the Horsepower for Impact Sports. I'm your host, Cameron Billis, talking about the Pistons' latest and greatest. And unfortunately for Detroit, the Pistons haven't been so great lately. But, you know, I think that's how things should be. Since our last podcast, the Pistons have gone 3-12, and which is great. Um, the Pistons were in a position a few weeks ago where they were torn between whether or not to go for the eight seed or to tank to try and save their draft pick. But I think that they're doing the right thing. I don't think they had any chance of beating Miami or Indiana in the playoffs. Earlier in the season, I thought that they stood a slim chance, but as the season progressed, they just haven't lived up to expectations. The Pistons are currently in 11th place in the Eastern Conference, seven games out of the final playoff spot with 12 games remaining. The Pistons are the eighth worst team in the league, and their draft pick for this season is only top eight protected. Um, I've mentioned this before, but their first round pick is top eight protected. It was protected as such in a trade to Charlotte in the Ben Gordon trade, where we traded Ben Gordon and a first round pick to the Bobcats in exchange for the expiring contract of Corey McGetty. Basically what that means is if the Pistons have a pick between 1 and 8, they get to keep it. If not, it goes to Charlotte. This is expected to be one of the deepest draft class in years with Andrew Wiggins, Jabari Parker, Gary Harris, Marcus Smart, lots of other guys expected to go pro, and clearly the Pistons need all the help that they can get. So keeping that first-round pick is crucial. And uh, as this podcast progresses, we're going to go over the Pistons' few games remaining left in the regular season and see how that uh, looks and basically the Pistons just need to keep losing you know it's great that we're in the top eight right now and top eight worst teams in the league but the NBA has a lottery for draft picks and just because we're in the top eight now doesn't mean we can't fall behind yeah that doesn't mean we can't move up and potentially get in the top three or even maybe number one but the Pistons need to solidify that they're in the top eight, and being number eight in the standings is just it's kind of putting a lot up to chance. Um, all right, let's take a look at the Pistons' up-and-coming schedule. Next, the Pistons will play the Jazz, who are 23-47, and 47, which is a few games worse than Detroit. Um, Western Conference team, so doesn't mean quite as much, but the Pistons, again, they're a team that's worse than Detroit, the Jazz are, so the Pistons definitely need to lose this game. Jazz have some nice young pieces in Trey Burke, Gordon Hayward, Derek Favors. The Jazz whooped Detroit earlier in the year, last time they phased off, so the Pistons can definitely lose this one. Um, it's a game that they need to lose. The Games against teams who have very similar records to Detroit, the Pistons need to try and do everything that they can to lose to try and draw closer to them. After the Jazz, the Pistons play the Cavaliers, who are half a game ahead of Detroit in the standings at 26-44. and 44. This is a division team. Cleveland has struggled to live, uh, live up to expectations this year. Both of these teams were expected to be in the playoffs come this time, but obviously both of them are nearly at that level. The Cavaliers are without Kyrie Irving, who suffered an injury the other night. And so this game is really up in the air. Both teams are very young. Um, both teams know that their playoff chances are slim to none, and so they don't really have a whole lot to be playing for. Uh, so, you know, this this one could really go either way. It'd be huge if the Pistons could lose and fall further behind in the standings. Next, the Pistons will play the Miami Heat, who are 47-21. and 21. The Pistons must lose this game, and this is a must-win for Miami, to be quite honest with you. They're currently in second place in the Eastern Conference, a few games behind 
the Indiana Pacers, and home court advantage is going to be a huge factor come April. So Miami want to do everything that they can to do to lose, the, excuse me, to win that game. Next, the Pistons play the Philadelphia 76ers, who are the coldest team in the NBA. Their current record is 15 and 55, and they have lost 24 in a row. They are taking the term tanking to a new level. You know, Philadelphia understands that they're not a playoff team this year, but they have a decent future ahead of them. Michael Carter-Williams has had a pretty solid rookie year. Nerlens Noel, who they drafted in the first round in exchange for Drew Holiday, who they traded to the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, Noel has yet to play in a regular season game this year, so he'll, in essence, be a rookie next year. Then they'll have their first-round pick, who they'll hope will be top three. Obviously, anything can happen, but... You know, with those three guys, and then you got Thaddeus Young and some other draft picks, future's looking not so bad in Philadelphia. Milwaukee will be after Philadelphia. Milwaukee's the worst team in the league at 13-56. and 56. Another division opponent for Detroit. Um, that's going to be a tough one to lose. Milwaukee's really bad, but, you know, the Pistons have lost games that you'd expect them to win and win games you'd have expected them to lose. So, again, anything can happen. After that, the Pistons play another division rival, the Indiana Pacers, who are 51-19. and Again, they want to do everything that they can to lock up home court advantage because Indiana is oh so good at home, and a game against Detroit is a must-win for them. Following that, the Pistons play the Brooklyn Nets, who to start the year were looking really crummy uh, for first-year head coach Jason Kidd. Brooklyn had a lot of expectations coming into this year, just like Detroit, and kind of took the reverse role. Detroit was looking all right to start the season and, you know, never really reached their peak and now are just struggling on a new level. But Brooklyn has really picked it up since the All-Star break, and they're starting to play well for Jason Kidd. Guys like Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett are coming around. Darren Williams is playing well. So Brooklyn is in the playoffs right now. They'll make it for sure. And, you know, they need to get all the momentum they can going into the playoffs if they want to potentially take down a team like Miami or Indiana in the second round. Following Brooklyn, the Pistons play Boston, who are a two-game worse record than Detroit at 23-47. and 47. So, or excuse me, two and a half games worse. So, um, it's another big game for Detroit. Boston's very close in the standings. It'd be real nice if the Pistons could catch up to them and fall below them. Um, so, as the season progresses. We'll see how the standings rank at that point. Following that, the Pistons play the Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta, at only 31-36, and 36, has a playoff spot in the Eastern Conference, as the Eastern Conference has been terrible this season, which doesn't really surprise anyone. But uh, Mike Budenzer, who is a first-year head coach, uh, longtime Greg Popovich, assistant coach in San Antonio, is doing a decent job with that team, uh, enough to get them into the playoffs. They've lost a decent amount, but no one in the Eastern Conference has really stepped up lately to try and take over their spot. So definitely a game the Pistons could lose, but you know Atlanta has not been playing great basketball lately. After that, the Pistons will play the Cleveland Cavaliers again. Uh, Kyrie Irving should be, be be back by that point, but you know since it's so late in the season and Cleveland has nothing to play for, they could take their time with his medical status, and so only time will tell to see what happens with that. Following Cleveland, the Pistons play the Chicago Bulls for one last time. The Bulls are playing really good basketball right now. Joe Kim Noah has been getting MVP consideration talks. Obviously, he won't win it, as that will go to Kevin Durant 
or LeBron James, but the Bulls are 39-31. and 31. They're having a very underrated season, especially since Derrick Rose got hurt to begin the year, and they traded Luol Deng. So Noah has stepped up big time. He's gotten a lot of triple doubles this year, especially for a big man. You normally see centers or someone like LeBron, or excuse me, you normally see point guards like Rajon Rondo or guys like LeBron James get those. But, you know, Noah's had a great season for the Bulls. Next, the Pistons, in their second-to-last game, play the Toronto Raptors, who their GM is probably going to get executive of the year because after they traded Rudy Gay, they just skyrocketed in the standings to third place in the Eastern Conference, which no one expected. I mean, to get rid of Rudy Gay's contract and then win after that is just unbelievable. The Raptors are 38-30. and It's great to see that team have success. Um, hopefully they can sustain it, make a run in the playoffs. That'd be exciting to see. Uh, but the Pistons should lose that game. And finally, to wrap up this year that so many basketball fans would like to forget about, the Pistons play the Oklahoma City Thunder, who are currently in second place in the Western Conference at 51-18, and 18, a few games behind the San Antonio Spurs. Like I said about the East and the Heat and the Pacers, home court advantage is oh so important in the NBA playoffs, and the Thunder would love to make a run at getting home court advantage all throughout the Western Conference playoffs. So the Pistons should look to lose that game. Uh, real quick, catching you up with some Pistons news. Uh, Andre Drummond hurt his neck in a recent game with the Indiana Pacers in a collision with Roy Hibbert. He only missed one game, and he is back to full action, but that's something to keep an eye on as this season uh, comes to an end. If it continues to bother him, Detroit could look to shut him down. They don't want to take a chance with their future superstar. And finally, I just want to talk about John Lawyer, who, as his time as head coach, has put up a record of 4-13, and which obviously the Pistons have struggled this year and have not lived up to expectations. But, you know, a lot of times when a team fires their coach midseason, they they go on a run. They start to play better basketball, and that shows that it was the head coach's fault that the team wasn't playing up to expectations and the coach wasn't doing enough out of his team. But when a team struggles when their coach is fired, it's on the players. Obviously, the Pistons players don't mesh well. Obviously, they just don't do enough to win basketball games, and that and the record of 4-13 and shows that Maurice Cheeks was not the problem, or was not the only problem. Joe Dumars should be gone after this season. He's a lame duck, meaning his contract doesn't uh, go on to next season, so him and the Pistons should part ways. Pistons will be getting a new coach. They should be getting a new general manager, and hopefully Tom Gorez gets it right this time because I know a lot of fans like myself are ready for uh, Detroit basketball to come back you know, stronger than ever and bring back a championship like they did in 2004. All right, this has been The Horsepower, 88.9 WDBM Impact Sports. I'm your host, Cameron Billis. Thanks for listening.